welcome na welcome. Welcome na welcome is so high. Oh man, that's how people always at, I think at church. Yeah, 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 at church. That's how they always start. Welcome na welcome sa mga Uh, yeah, man. Been a fucking minute. Uh, 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 uh what do I start? Let's let's start with some excuses. <laughs> oh, so many fucking things. I don't even know what I want to talk about. I don't know if I want to do um, uh, Hogan Salon or a Kogan fights. I, I there's shit on both that I want to talk about. Uh, damn. But this one, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm gonna make some notes. Uh, since it's been like. I'm, I'm, I don't know. It's been a while since I've done one of these, so I was like, "Yeah, I'll fucking uh, plan it out, dude." No, no, no. I had to clean up a bunch of shit. Blah, blah, blah. blah. It's like, fuck it. Just go back <laughs> to the original game plan of winging it. <clears throat> so that's what this is. That's what you get. That's what I get. That's what I'm giving. That's what you're getting. That's what we get. We're sharing it together. It's a journey. Uh. Oh no. Might be old. Oops. Yeah, for if you're just audio listening, uh, I think this expired. I don't know. I'm getting a little taste. We'll see. Shout out, uh, Apothecary. Uh, <clears throat> so let's see. I already started three tangents that I didn't even take two steps down. Uh, yeah, it's been a minute. I was doing, oh yeah, yeah, excuses. I was doing school. I mean, I'm still doing school. Finished, uh, my bachelor's in December and I started a grad program, uh, in January and the first term went, I mean, it's, it's all gone well. Uh, it's an adjustment. I, grad school's way better, <laughs> like way better than go, uh, undergrad cause undergrad is like feels like high school for adults almost and like maybe it's just a grad program I'm in I don't know but it's uh feels more like <laughs> like an adult because it's just it feels like like my regular like a job you know it's like uh they well first of all it's like <laughs> all the due dates are like soft due dates so it's like you you have 12 weeks like hey here's the assignments here's the expectations get it done usually there's a group project in there too which is perfect for my uh style of doing of winging it as you see here uh i I tell people all the time that i if it wasn't for the last minute i wouldn't i would never get anything done meaning i tend like yeah yeah it said simply i tend to procrastinate but also i work better or i don't know i feel like i tend to I don't want to say I work better under pressure, but I do, I think in in general, I I perform well under pressure in a way. Uh, I don't enjoy, I don't enjoy it. So maybe that's why that's like part of the motivation, but I don't know. I guess I could brain wrangle that if I wanted, but anyways, point of it is saying that, yeah, grad school is way better than undergrad. And, uh. So yeah, I so I procrastinated and then I got uh, a bunch of my projects backed up and then and like of course and like one of them like in my last term <laughs> we had a group project I think we had four four people uh, in my group 
four, four or five. I don't know. Whatever. It's at least four. Let's say four. And then, like, two of the dudes, like, one of the dudes never responded. Another one, he responded in the beginning. And then when it came down to, like, close to the deadline, we never heard from him. So it ended up, me and one other dude, we ended up being the ones that did our whole group project. Uh, oh, my, my point of all saying is that was just bad time, <laughs> bad time management. And I, and I got slammed and then things snowballed and then, you know, summer happened, then this and then that. So neglected some things. Also I had to do some personal maintenance of, uh, cause so I've been, you know, I post, I was posting stuff on Instagram. I was doing, you know, like, cause I like making the memes, making, making the memes, it sounds like making the memes, making the memes and, uh, making memes. And then also, uh, just general, you know, I guess they call it fan art because I make different stuff for started out really uh, for font for MMA fighters and or people because I do like a Ariel Hawani one. Check it out. It's pretty good. I'm fucking. Oh, shit. Do I have it on the right one? Yeah, yeah good. I'm pretty fucking <laughs> impressed. Like, what, what do they call it when the cook, the cook pats himself or whatever or compliments the chef and you're the chef? That sort of thing. Uh, sorry. ASMR. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, yeah, but so they look. Oh, the area Hawani one. No, oh, may I'll put it up? But it actually, yeah, yeah, it's a a gif, gif, gif. I think it's a gif. Yeah, yeah, gif. Cause graphic something f graphic interface file whatever. G starts with stands for graphic, so graphic gif not. Or GIF, graphic, not giraffic. Yeah, it's not. So GIF, giraffe. It's not. Yeah, yeah, it's not giraffe. It's GIF. There we go. So GIF. Anyways, I'll put it up. And one here. Uh, area's fine. But anyways, yeah, yeah. So I post all that shit on. Um, what do you call it? Instagram mostly. I started a Facebook. There's a Facebook page now for Hugging Bon Salon. And. <laughs> such a fucking boomer i guess as they say <clears throat> as the millenniums say uh yeah, yeah so so the facebook page and then what's the other thing because there's like a page and then there's another thing a club i don't know <laughs> i'm thinking it out <laughs> I, you know what i mean i boycotted facebook for years literal years but i, I just made one for this and then pretty much try to get on and like post and then get out of there because it's a death trap. And then the same thing, same thing was happening with Instagram. I was just fucking scrolling because originally I, I was good about it. And then it just turned into like, I mean, there's just so much stuff because like that, that's where I was getting a lot of, uh, you know, news or, you know what I mean? Finding information because uh, you know, announcements from directly from. Whatever I'm interested, the things that I follow, you know, podcasts or fighters or different events and shit like that. Uh, but then I kind of got into where it was just like I found that I was just fucking scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Uh, and then, you know, you, they have the little thing in there that tells you, like, how many how much time you spend on there. And like I started out pretty good. And then eventually, like it's on there is like two hours. I'm like, fuck, I don't have and like at the end of the day, when I look at it and it's like, oh yeah, you, I spent two hours scrolling through fucking Instagram. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't, I don't have enough time in the day as it is. 
and then they look at it and be like, see like hard numbers like that. I like two of, I mean, obviously I'm probably doing other things. So, you know, I have it by the side while I'm doing it, but still two out. That's a lot of time out of the day. <clears throat> uh, so anyways, what was the point of me saying that? Oh, the point of me saying that is I, so I got rid of the, any kind of like social media. I think that was the only one I had Instagram. Yeah. yeah Cause I don't, I don't think there might be a hook and bustle on Twitter, but I never use it. Uh, and then, so I think, yeah, Instagram was the only one. And then the face, I never got the app for the Facebook. I just made the account. Anyways, the whole point is, so now I just get on, uh, like log in on the computer. So it's deliberate. It's like, all right, if I'm going to go on there, it's deliberate. And then I have to log in and then hit my post and then, and then get out or, you know, check messages or whatever. Um, and then do what I call engagement. You know, you go through and. Oh, yeah. Speaking, of, I, I mentioned this in uh, talking with Tim. Uh, I don't know, remember which one, but <laughs> damn, so many tangents. Uh, the how to grow the show. I'll put. I'll pop it up. I I, I think it's called how to grow the show or grow the show podcast. This dude Kevin, something with a C, Cheminlin or Cheminick, Kemlin. I think Kevin Kemlin maybe. Anyways, I'll put that up. Put it up too. Uh, so he goes through and he talks, he's for growing podcasts and he talks about, uh, different, uh, kind of tactics, TTPs, um, uh, what's the word? Not tactics, just like methods. And, um, what's another word? Fuck. Can't just speak English. I go, uh, anyways, yeah, yeah. Different fuck. There's another word that's driving me nuts. Not tactics. I'm sure someone's thinking of it. Anyway, so different methods of uh, and practices of of how to grow uh, viewership or member numbers or whatever. And you know, one of them talks about engagement. Uh, and it's it's funny because like a lot some of the well, not all of it, but there's a like the, a lot of the things where he talks about the concept. It's like he puts um, kind of uh, names. And steps to uh, the, the practices or techniques that uh, seem like as concepts. I'm like, oh, I've thought of that as a concept, but now he's he's uh, kind of packaged it in a way that you can look at it and be like, oh, all right, I want to grow membership and uh, do it through engagement. So, uh, like one of the things is, uh, things like waterhole, go to the waterhole or whatever. And it's a thing I was doing anyways. It's like you, you go to the We'll just say podcast. We'll use that for example. So like a podcast that you're interested in. Or this is for a growing podcast. So if it's related to your podcast or related to your whatever your your social media account is. Whatever kind of audience that you're targeting or that you would like or whatever audience that you have. You go to the like whatever podcast or other types of shows or things that uh, uh, individuals or people that you that are related to that and like make a comment like substan a substantive substantive comment not just liking you know what i mean or i guess even, even liking in a way kind of but when you like make that re like the actual engagement of like they put a photo and you're like oh this reminds me of this or some say something you know uh not just like oh wow cool good for you peach emoji you know uh put a something like i said substantive i can't say the word but 
think you know what I mean. I'll put it up. So substantive of substance. Make it of substance that it's it's not just like, you know, throwing it out there. Like actually be in show or it should show that you're actually you're engaged in whatever the whatever the message or the social thing that's going on. <clears throat> and then people will see that and they'll be like, oh, what is this person? Oh, this person made a comment or like, you know, contributed to this conversation. And then they go and check you out and then they blah, blah, blah. Then it follows on from there. And uh, so he says, like, do that 15 block out 15 minutes per day uh, that you can go and do that. So, yeah. How's that? I feel like I had more steam and it was going to go somewhere else. But that's that, that's that's it. That's it. What was the other things I wanted to talk about? Because I was going to say. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. So with Tim. Oh, yeah, that Tim talks. So in one of the episodes or a couple of them, we're talking about the lost episodes. So I did find it. I think it's I don't know what the number is. I'll put it up. Whatever the last episode, it was number that one, whatever. So I did find it. <laughs> Because Tim, Tim scolds me in like two of them about the last episode. I, I uploaded it to the cloud instead of to having it record to the fucking hard drive. So mystery solved. No, everybody is worried. Now y'all can fucking uh, sleep at night. How rude. Uh... Oh, this is random. Fuck, there's some other stuff that I wanted to get to, but uh, I'm just going to ramble and see. This is, really, um, this is really just to get my fucking brain working again. So I haven't done this in a while. Uh, oh, this show. Have y'all seen the show Downtown Abbey? Man. feel like i've heard of it before but i like british uh shows like that bbc <laughs> uh david attenberg uh but oh yeah, yeah so downtown abbey uh yeah i've heard i mean i i know i've heard of it and then uh but i don't think i've ever heard like no one i know like talk about it or maybe they did but it didn't sound just the name Downtown Abbey that doesn't that doesn't sound too exciting. Uh but I saw something else. I can't remember what it was, and it was like the new Downtown Abbey. So I was like, oh, if they're referencing this other one, you know what I mean? If they're like, because you know, when, when everyone was like, oh, this is uh Tarantino esque, kind of like you know, it's like, oh, it must be pretty good for to, to that's high praise kind of thing. So I was like, all right, cool, I'll check it out. First episode, pff, hooked immediately it's and apparently i guess it's been out since 2015 <clears throat> so uh spoiler sorry about the spoilers but i guess it's been out for fucking over five years six, what is it 21 right now i don't even know what year it is there's other things that the olympics are going i was like 2020 olympics i was like wait a minute but yeah, yeah covid uh anyways two steps back uh yeah, so hooked immediately. So the it, the story, because I, so I I something I, I've uh, let's see noticed about myself, I guess maybe, uh, is 
I, I, I really, I enjoy well, not well constructed. Well, yeah, for sure, well constructed stories, but I, I, I appreciate, you know, int- the intricate, intricate, and nuanced storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I like to have, or not, maybe not to have to, but I, I like when I, uh, ooh, it feels rewarding when I, I'm able, when I'm like pulling, uh, little strings and stories and, 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 and tying things together or, or, uh, and like getting later down in the storylines and then like calling, being able to call back to earlier things or seeing things in the earlier in the story and set, <laughs> set up for later. My daughter hates this. I'm the worst <laughs> to watch movies with. Cause I was like, we'll watch, fuck, we just, what did we just, oh, Cruella. I'll get back to downtown Abbey, but telling this to tell about me. (laughs) Uh, So we're watching Cruella. Great. I loved it. Fucking great movie. Um, Disney, I like what you're, I have a couple critiques too, but fuck it. Um, You're along for the ride. If you're here, you're along for this ride. Uh, So Cruella, yeah, yeah. So Fuck, what was my point about? Oh, because <laughs> so we're, we're watching it, and then there's like a scene. Yeah, it just came. I'm not going to spoil it. So it just came out. Or uh, So there's a scene where. I, I guess it doesn't matter. <laughs> Whenever there's something happening, I'm like, ooh, I bet. Uh, like, I, like, if someone is like, you know, fucking is walking down the street, and then they there's like a, a stray dog and then they they like oh oh hi doggy and then they bring it with them and I'm like, i'll be like oh you think later down the line like the they become fr- i don't know something stupid like that yeah it doesn't work i guess if i don't have a good, good specific example but i don't want to give it away uh but anyways it's, that's that idea that like at the beginning of stories i'm always i'm trying to tr- kind of uh plot out you know the because, you know, all the stories they follow, like, that same pattern of, uh, fuck, I used to have it written down. Uh, oh, no, I do have it written down. There we go. So, inciting incident, and then there's the rising action, then the, you know, uh, a complication, then they overcome that, and then the climax, then it reverses, and then there's the fucking, comes back down, then the denouement, or denouement, it's a French word. Denouement, I'll put it up. Denouement, I don't know how to say it. Anyways. So in my mind, I'm always trying to plot out where they're going to go with the story. And I really, so I think part of it too is like, like for some stories when it's just like, like at the beginning, if I, at the beginning, I'm like, oh yeah, I can, I feel like I know what's going to happen at like, uh, what they're going to, oh, the big reveal or they're going to try to fucking, uh, what are, fuck, what are those? I can't speak words anymore. Uh, not a big reveal, but whatever the twist is going to be. Like that, and then if I'm able to call it, then I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I could have made this movie, <laughs> um, probably something like that. But I mean, not exactly. But I'm sure there's some part of me in my, you know, like everybody, <laughs> oh, I could have done this. I picked out one little critique. I could have fucking done this whole thing better. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah. So I do that all the time, and it, it, I don't know. It's compulsive, I guess. If I just like say it out, because I even. Cause I guess I, cause even there, she's like, don't ask me that. I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm really, it's kind of rhetorical. I'm just thinking out loud. Cause I do the same thing when I'm by myself watching shit. 
uh, man, I want to maybe I should record myself watching stuff. I wonder what for me. I want to. I wonder what I to see what I look like or what I say or whatever. But anyways, um, so yeah, yeah. So I do that. So then going back to downtown Abbey, I appreciate uh, you know intricate and nuanced storylines, and then also I really when when there's a lot of interconnecting um, character the storylines. So the, like you know there's two, like two different things. There's the the storylines and then there's through the storylines the characters like the character arc and character uh development uh, what's another word that i'm trying to think of but yeah so character art and then the, you know the the development of the character as they they go and they grow so they're not they're not they're dynamic i like dynamic characters not you know static characters and uh game of thrones oh the show great yeah yeah except for after season five or even that season eight terrible but the books the world building that george rr R. martin does is fucking incredible because he creates so he's like literally i guess not literate literally but he oh no fucking falling apart here see what i got going on there people oh if you're just listening one of my fucking soundproofing things fell on me but fucking stay there you go. There you go. Uh-huh. So he's literally building a figurative world? Or he's literally figuratively building? I don't know. Anyway, so he's creating um, a, lo- a logical, like logical construct or uh, whatever. Uh, fuck, I can't think of words. Let me catch up to my brain. So yeah, yeah. So he, you know, he's he basically he's building a, a whole world. It's built. It's ba- it's uh, based on a. It's a world that's similar to. The, it follows the same you know laws of physics that we have. Besides, you know, couple. I mean, it doesn't have high magic. You know, there is magic, but it's not like, you know, fucking Harry Potter wands and shit like that. Uh, so f- besides, f- like, you know, when you see dragons and then uh, a couple other, gosh damn it, a couple other things. The magic isn't isn't like in the forefront. The magic that is like it's almost speculative fiction in a way. It's very close. Come on. Stay there. Uh fuck, that threw me off. But anyways, those are great. And then so downtown Abbey, uh like immediately the fucking the storylines and the characters, because it opens up and it, I can't remember who the character who which see, see so I can't even remember who it's if it starts out with the. So if you don't know, it's 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 uh fuck I want to say the, the eighteen hundred. When did fucking Titanic sink? Ooh. So it's when it, it's like the first episode, the day that they start, is uh. Is uh, there or the very first episode starts on the day that or they get the news of the Titanic sinking. Titanic, whoops, sinking. Uh, nineteen twelve. Okay, so I was off by a couple decades, but at least, 
So it's in it's night. So I guess it's it's 1912, as it starts out. So I don't remember in in um, England where. Oh, dang! I'm gonna have to go back and pay better attention. Uh, because now I'm trying to think where they're even located. But anyway, so it's this. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, aristocrat family. They're in charge. They're fuck. Yeah. See, so there's so many uh layers to it already. Like even just. I'm trying to explain all of it at one time. But part of what I was saying was, I don't remember if it starts out with like the, fuck, what's this dude? His, he's the, not a, not a count. Fuck, I don't, I don't know what the fucking ranks are in, you know, British aristocracy is. But, uh, so anyways, the, the dude, the, the dad that's in charge of everything. And then, uh, but it still follows the stories of all the way from, the you know the not royal like the the you know the aristocrat level family down to all the servants that uh, work in the house and run the house so i guess it's really about is that house called downtown abbey <laughs> i think i'm like episode six i don't know i can't remember what the dad keeps calling he's like i've given my given my life to i'm guessing downtown abbey is that what he calls it i don't know what the, whatever their house is called no, I can't remember their name. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, I get sound. I don't know. It, but it, it got me hooked. Anyway, so yeah, it goes from top to bottom, all their stories, and then it's all these like intri- every all the like kind of like the the, the like micro politics of of each uh, um, person in in the house, like each member of the staff, and everyone has, you know, because it's uh, you know during a time. I don't I don't know how what social classes are like now when you can, I don't know, but you know, during a time when it was like very distinct and it was like, basically like if you're, cause it's funny to, it's interesting to see too. When they talk about like, there's one, like one of the, uh, I guess she's a mate or they, yeah, they even talk about like, there's one girl that they always shit on, uh, Daisy. And I, I don't know what she, I guess she's not a, I guess she's like a, just a kitchen maid, I guess. Is that what her title is? But so she's not like they talk about like, oh, someone needs to go and like uh, even like answer the door or bring something up into the dining room. And they're like, oh, could you imagine a kitchen maid being seen like uh, in the dining room or to answer the door? So it's like very it's like a cast, you know, I mean, it's, you know, class system, but it's like almost like people are born into certain cast case cast cast. And it's like very frowned upon to to want to 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 do anything outside of what is uh, outside of the expectations of that class. So it's like for if you're a maid, you're only expected you're expected to like fulfill a very specific uh, role because there's like all this uh, what do you call it customs and courtesies and decorum. And the way you address other people, depending on your 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 station, I guess they call it. And uh, um, yeah, yeah. And so like even trying like one of the the girls is Egret uh, from fucking Game of Thrones. Uh, she uh, uh, so she's like a maid, I guess like a, a regular maid. I don't know how the rank <laughs> maid rankings work, cause but she's allowed to like make the beds and oh they dress like uh. 
So like the, the the dude who's in charge of everything, he has three daughter, a wife and three daughters, and like so. And then I, this is a thing I didn't know too. Like all of them, I guess it makes sense for back then. So like they all each have their own like specific servant that like dresses them and like does all their you know all their bidding. It's like you know fetch them stuff. So that's their whole job. But then they also have so then and then it sounds so. And it's funny, so there's a whole, and then there's like a balance too, like, so the people that are performing service, it's like they uh, realize, like, they understand that they're not the people in charge, they're not the fucking aristocrats, aristocrat family, Uh, so they're like lower, I get, you know, they're considered lower than, but they're considered beneath, they're considered, yeah, literally considered beneath them, and but they're so it's like oh you're a servant but they're also very proud of the work that they do because they they see themselves as they're like oh yeah even though i'm just like i'm a little servant slave cog we you know in the machine i'm part of a machine which is this house i guess downtown abbey which is like this huge uh estate and it's like its own uh like civilization and ecosystem it's like a it's like a yeah it's like a civilization and a machine it's like a living organism almost and they're a part of it and what the little or their contributions their small contributions you know uh i get they can see how it uh or uh contributes to the larger mission or larger whatever the thing is i i don't wonder that's the other thing <laughs> i don't know is so people this is the thing I try to look up before too. Is I don't know how they make, like, how do the royal people make money? And like, I understand. Uh, there's this other show, uh, Gentleman Jack. I don't. I think it was on HBO, and I think they only made one episode. It was pretty. I liked the great intro song. Used to be used to be my ringtone, and then the main character that, uh, fuck, what was her name? I don't remember. It was a couple years ago. I watched it, but, anyways, so with them they were. So they were stewards of the land. So they, and they had, so they, I mean, they answered to some other higher aristocrat, but their family, I guess, yeah, owned a certain amount of land. And then they had the main house, which, you know, was their family house, which were their, I guess, all the houses have different names or whatever. And then, but then, so then they had like tenants. So then they had farmers. And then I think they're also like some kind of mining, so that's whatever. They're, uh, so their tenants would make uh, like it, to be able to live on the land, and they had to like turn over like whatever amount to the to the house to the family that owned the land, and then that's how that family made the money. And then obviously they got to pay their money up to I don't know how they divide up to whoever the king or queen was at the time. So like I can see, so that makes sense to me. I see that. But like the other one, um, but I guess like for this, cause I like the downtown Abbey, it looks like a fucking castle to me when I'm looking at it. Um, so I don't know, maybe they're in charge of like a huge amount of land. So like all, you know, all the, everything that's getting generated is like moving upwards. So maybe that's where their money is coming from. I don't know. I have to look into it. That's in inter- or it's interesting to me. I don't know how, how they generate that money but they they got a bunch and then they're in charge of maintaining 
the property and and keeping it running but it's and then so this is what it also reminded them like they so they have the whole staff for running the house it reminds me a lot of like like military like like uh like running a ship cuz like they have the whole so it's just like this large physical uh structure that everybody lives in but everybody has uh specific roles and uh stations and there's like a schedule and there's ranks and everyone everything that everybody does has to do with supporting the maintenance of that machine or that structure so a lot it, it, yeah it reminds me a lot of uh of that sort of thing like like the the dad or whatever he's like the captain of the ship and then everybody else has to you know run all their fucking little errands and whatnot uh but anyways i'm trailing off i think uh yeah downtown abbey man that's a cool show uh i think there's some other cool stuff about it but those are interesting questions i do so now i do want to try to figure that out like how do first i guess i should figure out what is the name of the actual like uh, thing the house or whatever that they're in charge of and then what the uh what do you call it the the structure like how do where that where is the money coming from what are they actually in charge of who they answer to i mean like i said i'm earlier in the show too they're about i'm on a episode they're about to go to london so i guess there's like a certain uh time of the year when everyone go or like all the the aristocracy like the social socialites or whatever the you know yeah the aristocracy they all all go to london and then there's a certain period of time when they're all there and that's when everybody like fucking parades around and tries to marry each other off or marry off their children oh and that's like another huge part of the thing too is like because the dudes he has three daughters uh and then yeah i guess like at the time maybe it's still like that now i don't know um so like daughters aren't able to inherit or like it has to be a male heir so like even like the guy's oldest daughter like i guess she can't be like res- like be bequeathed whatever so it has to go, like go to either go to her son so to have a son and then she, so she has to be married so then there's like this whole like the, that the other whole big dynamic to it is uh trying to to get to find husbands for the daughters oh excuse me just crazy too to think about it's kind of that sucks and it, it's and the one daughter she ah, fuck what does she say because she says She's like, it's if it seems like women, it's like it's it's like we spend our lives not allowed to do like it. it I can't remember what she said, but it's basically like she's saying she's like, yeah. So when, she's like, ah, as women, we it's it's just seems like we we spend our whole lives like not being actual people until we get married and then then we're a white or something, something like that. But she was saying like. Like basically, yeah, saying like what bullshit it is. <laughs> That's gotta suck. Cause like sh- I guess their cause their family's pretty well off in general, and uh, it's like. But she so even if they have money, she can't. 
like inherit it or really do anything with it until she has a husband and then the husband is the one like that you know has to put his name on sign and do all that kind of stuff crazy it sucks uh but yeah yeah downtown abbey what was i talking about before that other stuff rambling 36 minutes holy fudge sickles uh Here banging. What uh what a what a what a what a there was oh 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 yeah so I was saying so like yeah it started the Facebook thing uh same thing hook and bond salon there's the page I think the page is I don't know if it's private or not but I don't know how that works I'm still figuring out like I said <laughs> uh and then oh, oh Discord and then Deviant Art so then this is all the same everything is co-hooking so I think it's like, you know, deviantart.com slash cohogan, I think. I'll put a thing up for that. So I'm just, I'm basically using that to, because I try to put all the, like, you know, all the graph, like me, the fan art stuff. I think that's what you call it. It's the fan art stuff that I make. Uh, I I mean, it's on hookingbondsalon.com. Sorry for <laughs> sniffing in your ears. Uh, and then... So yeah, yeah, I put on yeah, I put on hookemonsalon.com. I started put them on the the Facebook stuff now as I <laughs> figure out how to use it, and then I also put it you know on Instagram obviously, um, but now and then I also put so now I've got a DeviantArt uh, in there as well, because uh, I figure maybe you know people that also follow yeah yeah, oh, and that's the thing I'm, I think I'm gonna start doing too, uh, start putting up stuff from other people like people that yeah, just graphic but is it I asked ethan what it's called because i feel we're calling it I, well, I feel we're calling it art if i make it the thing is you call it fan art but other people that do like graphic design or artist stuff like legitimate fucking stuff and some of them too like i fall um i'll see this stuff i'll go and look and it's like i look like some of them people uh uh what do you call it like uh, gra uh, graphite, they do like lead pencil sketches or any any kind of art. Like people, are just, it's fucking incredible. I'm looking, it just looks real, just blows my mind. Uh, and then looking, it's like they have like 200 followers or whatever. And I'm like, why this person should be fucking famous? Like looking at this art, like they should just have a you know I don't know where people buy shit. But anyways, uh. It just it blows my mind like there's some like crazy talented people and then nobody knows about them because a lot like some of them too there's just people that are just like you know what I mean they're just artists they just oh this is it's fun for them or it's just something they're good at and they do it and then they started putting it up on uh, you know post on Instagram or whatever so like oh hey that's what I do uh, but anyways yeah, yeah maybe I'll start putting up some of those. Uh, Fuck, I wish I remembered the name of one. Uh, this guy, he made one. I'll put it up, I guess. Oh, a good fan art one to check out is uh, 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 Heather Fakes It. Like She does a bunch of stuff for the uh, Your Mom's House podcast. She like does a bunch of art for them. And then she, uh, she, she makes like... Uh, uh what do you call it P tour or uh like their show posters for their shows 
for like show announcements or whatever. Uh, but she was like, yeah, uh, YMA, your mom's house, pajama pants, pajamas, pajama pantalones, uh, pajama pants, and ooh, uh, what else, what else, what else? Or, I mean, she does a lot for like, just con- like mainly, I, I think she mainly does uh, your mom's house, podcast stuff, uh, but she does like all kinds of different uh, comedians and pop culture stuff anyways. Like there's a bunch of fucking ones. Like, <laughs> well, I'll put a couple of good ones out. Uh, they fucking crack me up. Uh, she's pumped, pumping stuff out. Pump constantly. Always making new stuff. Uh, so the, she, that's one for sure. So maybe I'll start with this. Yeah. Heather fakes it. Check her out. I know she's on Instagram. I haven't looked at, um, I'm assuming it's a she, uh, guess I get in trouble for that these days, but, uh, la, 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 <sighs> oh yeah, I was trying to, <laughs> trying to get my buddy, uh, Oh, to come on here, but he's all fucking camera shy or something. I don't know. Come on. <laughs> I'm not I'm not witty or whimsical. That's not how it's, he doesn't sound like. Does that sound like Trump? He doesn't sound like that at all, but. uh, That's that's my whiny voice impression of him. But anyways. I feel like he's a lot more interesting than I. He's a lot more. He's a people. I guess he said he's changed, but I don't know. He's always like people person and social but anyways if whenever he gets his fucking ovaries out of a bunch or balls out of a tangle we'll see if he comes on because uh, I want to talk about he's one of the people I talk about like uh, you know MMA and or just combat sports in general a lot and uh, so I feel like we could have some good convos because <laughs> Finding people that like to talk about combat sports is like uh, pretty, pretty slim pickings. It feels like uh, even, like even coming out of the Marine Corps. Like I mean, there's people I know that a lot, a lot of the people like they will watch fights, but not a lot of people follow the follow, you know, combat sports in general or in specific. And, uh, especially they don't follow like, or, uh, a lot of, like maybe everyone knows, you know, obviously like everyone knows who Conor McGregor is, or I mean, everybody knows who Conor McGregor is, but that kind of thing. So people are like, oh yeah, John Jones, Conor McGregor, Iceman, Chuck Liddell. Uh, <laughs> I saying Chuck Liddell made me want <laughs> pizza, hot pizza. <laughs> Uh, but I'm not. Uh, where are some other things? Oh yeah, I'm still working on. So there's the Daniel Schmachtenberg episode that he, he or yeah, the, the Daniel Schmachtenberg episode that he did with Lex Friedman. Fucking incredible. So I've been, uh, so I've listened to it. Multi- it's like so it's four hours long. I've listened to it. Straight through, I think, t- I, well, two or three times. And then I went back and I started taking notes from the beginning. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. 
real easily. But I went back. So what I want to do is. Sorry, let's see if I can do this more than once, more than one thing at a time. Uh, uh, so what I want to do is go through it and basically write notes for the whole thing. I guess, yeah, yeah. I guess my overall goal is to be able to to understand <laughs> everything that he's saying, and also be able to talk about or you know like talk efficient or not efficient effectively or yeah effectively about uh, a lot of the points that he brings up or the concepts that he he, he uh, address or uh, brings up. Uh, let's see here. Where would I have? Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Because <clears throat> there's a lot of stuff in there that I feel it's so crazy. So I'm trying to think like where else would I have so this four hour conversation that uh, Daniel Schmachtenberg has with Lex Friedman outside of a podcast like where else would I have been able to hear listen to a conversation like this or listen to somebody with this amount of knowledge and that has put this a lifetime of work into like understanding trying to understand things like where else would I like if I was in like if I was taking a course at a fucking Ivy League school, maybe, and then, or if you pay for like those master, they have the master class series. Those are fucking great. Or the like the great courses, the uh, another great series. Fucking love those. The great courses that go over all kinds of like different history. They even have stuff on just like cooking, but they get deep into. I mean, it's called master class, or that's great courses. So great courses, they get deep into each one of them. They're f- fucking great. Uh, there's, it's, they're like, they're, ba- I think they're set up to be kind of like a, um, like college level type, uh, course, but in just like a listening, just like a, it's a le- yeah, lecture, college level lectures, but, and you can just listen to them basically. But they're all, all the ones that I've listened to so far are great. Um, like, uh, if you like Egypt stuff, fucking check out the Bob Breer, Breyer, I think it's Bob and then B-R-I-E-R, I'll put it up, uh, this dude, he's, like, he, so there's, like, always a whole mystery about, like, how they actually constructed the pyramid, like, how, like, what system did they use to get all the blocks up there, and he came up with, I think, uh, the, a theory that, like, is, like, the generally kind of, like, accept, not accepted one, but, like, agreed on, like, oh, if it, what, this is, this is a good explanation, um, but the, also, he's, I think he's, like, the only person in modern, history that he mummified a body and he does i'm pretty sure they have the videos that because i saw clips but i think he does i don't remember if he does it like as a course or just as a thing but he so he, he like mummifies a body using only the the um like the ancient egyptian techniques it's like this dude's deep into fucking egypt right obviously but he's great his class, like, those courses are fucking incredible. Uh, so if you like Egypt type stuff, Bob Breer. I'll, I'll put his name up. Fuck. But, yeah, that's, a, like, a great courses series that I listened to multiple times. I'm trying to think of some other good ones. There's a lot of good ones. But, anyway, so for the Daniel Schmachtenberg thing, I want to make sure am I. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. All right, um... 
This is a thing that I said to my <laughs> when I was because I, I was telling him why I trying to explain to him like what I liked so much about the conversation this conversation between uh, Daniel Schmachtenberg and Lex Fridman. Uh, and so I was like, <laughs> my problem, my problem, or I was trying to figure out what my problem was, and I was like, oh, my problem is the problem is I I can't imagine. I, like I can't imagine knowledge that I don't already have. So it's like you can't. Like we can imagine things, but we it's. Yeah, yeah. How do you word that? Like I, you can't. It's like. Yeah, I can't know something that I don't know, which sounds simple, and it sounds obvious, but. I feel like the way we go through the world nowadays is we operate in a way uh, where it's kind of like we act like we know, or it's 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 almost as if we, it's like we're all saying that um, everything that we know is everything that there is to know, if that makes sense. It's like we it's people we count we we don't account for the the unknown unknowns uh because whenever we're trying to kind of like uh assess a situation or um a phenomena or people in general it's like we uh fuck i'm losing my words uh oh we don't we don't factor we don't cons- we don't acknowledge that we can't factor in the un known unknowns the things that we don't know and that yeah like what is a known unknown it's like oh i don't know it's like oh i'm trying to calculate um like i'm I'm loading up a vehicle and it's like all right i gotta get all these things into that truck it's like i know how many items are there are i know like how many people i have to help me but i don't know the weight of each of the items that i have to load which is going to be a factor in the in the end but i can say that's a a known unknown so i can kind of uh, try to account for the thing that i know i don't know but the things that we don't know we don't yeah the things we don't know that we don't know the unknown unknowns like we can't you can't factor for that because <laughs> it's like you won't we won't just like we're i guess we could but we'd have to like extrapolate them uh, like uh what's the dude fucking uh doctor strange like go through that time thing where he t- tries out a million different scenarios uh to to figure it out so it's like just us here sitting we, so we, we can't just imagine thing like oh well what if a dragon flew down out of like you know what i mean what if we don't know that this thing exists you know what I mean? we can't our, our minds were not able to to like uh operate that you know level of fucking abstraction like <laughs> be able to like ha- like have such uh con- like control or strength in our ability to to um uh you know manipulate our, our abstract thought that we can create a thing that we don't that we don't know you know what i mean or i don't know what i mean but that's i think that's kind of where i was getting at but that's part of what was so fuck- like blows me away about um with this whole conversation with daniel schmachtenberg uh it's because he gets deep into that kind of thing so Let's see. Let's see. I'm just going to read. Let's see. So this is like on the first part of. Uh, 
my notes. So the first thing I, I noted down is like, <clears throat> and this this is him. This is this is uh, um, Daniel Schmacher. So these are my notes off of what he's saying. Uh, the problem with our perspectives is they are made from everything we know. I feel like we may tend to conflate everything we know with everything there is. Oh, wait. Did he say that or did I say that? Fuck. I need to, like, fix it. <laughs> Anyways. So, uh, let me just read through this and then I'll say whatever. I the problem with our perspectives is they are made from everything we know. I feel like we tend, like we may tend to conflate everything we know with everything there is. I do not think it is a common practice to include consideration of what we do not know when evaluating information that forms our perspectives and opinions. These perspectives and opinions seem to be what we base our identities around as well. We interpret the information we call experiencing life and seem compelled to assign meaning to every element individually and in groups. I think this whole train of thought started because I was trying to think of a way to explain why I'm irked by explanations involving the motivations of extraterrestrials, ghosts, angels, and even gods. Oh, shit. I think I said that. <laughs> uh, is it... Is it uh, oh, 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 oh. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is me. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at the wrong notes, but so this is another set of notes that I started, um, based on my notes that I started about from the Daniel Schmachten thing, burger thing. Wait, wait, what the? Anyways, oh here, maybe this is a good. What time am I at? But yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, it gets deep. Uh, let's see. Let me just read that. Because this is another thing I started writing based on that too. It's like, what if a, a higher level of abstraction meant being able to manipulate slash interact with the physical properties of elements or adjust sensory reception, like seeing in other spectrums and experiencing things differently by effort? Um, and then I said, uh, then I was like trying to figure out what my train of thought that got me to that question. So then I talked, I said, uh, listening to Daniel Schmachtenberg on the Lex Friedman podcast got me thinking about how the difference between us and our nearest ape relative is our capacity for abstraction. Chimps can find, and this is a thing that uh, Daniel Schmachtenberg uh, brought up. So this is all based on the stuff that he said. This isn't, this isn't like, this is, this is my thoughts about this based on what he said. This is me figuring this out. <laughs> But this is one of the examples he uses about how chimps uh, use tools. So and so, uh, what do I say here? Uh, chimps can find and use tools, but they learn things from directly experiencing or witnessing them. They use a rock to cut a vine or twig, uh, or or they use a rock to cut a vine or a twig to catch termites. And through the experience, they choose rocks that cut better, and vine or twigs that, or they they choose a rock that cuts the vines better, or they choose a stick. Uh, that has a length or shape uh, that uh, there that gets the best results for pulling termites out, and that's based on their experience of using those tools. Uh, so then they know they experience they choose rocks that cut better than the one they had before, or sticks that catch more termites than one that they used. Uh, so they learn ex experientially uh, how, uh, how to use the tools. 
or the or the the value of the tool that you learn it exper experience through experience so they can teach this to other chimps but through a demonstration but but through, by demonstrating the benefit of the use you know what i mean so it's not like they can be like hey i have this tool i have this termite catcher 1000 and blah blah, blah. you know what I mean? it's just like no they just have a stick in the show and when the other chimp or ape sees that they are pulling food they're they're getting food with it then they then in, that's how they understand oh they understand oh i get more food with this so that's the concept that they get so they they learn they learn it they learn tool use through experience um demonstration of benefit of use so homo sapiens do the same however we are able to interact with abstract thoughts we can look at the rock or stick and understand its properties as concepts like sharpness and length abstract thought is what enables us to invent things we have not seen or experienced and also results in language to communicate those our languages or our language was needed to transfer and coordinate these abstractions it's like we give things meaning to manipulate them more efficiently to our benefit our tool creation our language creation our coordination with each other are the results of a certain type of capacity for abstraction graduating the complexity of stone tools required understanding why one stone is sharper than the other so that's yeah like uh homo sapiens us moving from stone age into you know the, like to fucking uh you know like hunter gatherer stone age and then go to agrarian and you know start domesticating you know tool building then we build shelters and then so we start domesticating animals and it's like the agrarian age and then their tools our uh, capacity for abstraction and then we 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 build on the previous um knowledge and inventions of people the people before us so then it's like it grows it's just exponential so we go from like agrarian or hunter gatherer to agrarian to industrial to the information age to whatever it is we're like moving into now. <clears throat> uh, where was I? Our tool creation language, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> oh, all right. So graduating the complexity of stone tools required understanding why one stone is sharper than the other. This begins with asking. Begins with asking by. Oh, sorry, typo. This begins with asking what the abstract principle called sharpness is and then be able to invent a sharper thing. So yeah, building on to the previous ones and then we're with, through language, we're able to pass that knowledge down to. So uh, that abstraction makes language, ooh, that abstraction makes language and the need for abstract representation. So we started speaking and writing, which enables the ability to coordinate in increasingly advanced sets of ways. Oh, and that's maybe what we think of as consciousness is really just infinite iterations of a capacity for abstraction. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> it sounded complex. So I was like, "Ooh, that sounds good. But. Anyways. Yeah, there's so many things to think about. But so then I said, then I started thinking about what higher order or what a higher order of abstraction might be or look like. Then I started thinking about what if our current level of capacity for abstraction limits our ability to interact with physical laws. And then what if a higher level of abstraction meant being able to manipulate, interact with the properties or elements or just sensory reception, like seeing in other spectrums, experiencing things differently, like by effort, like purposely doing that. And then. So then, yeah, now we're caught up to the ramble that I started at the beginning. So, yeah, I kind of started out I was thinking about 
you know, like, because, uh, you know, all the comic book movies and superheroes and people like uh, the uh, superhuman abilities and mutant abilities. <clears throat> so I was trying to think about. Because, like, if we were to look at other apes, it's almost it's kind of like we're X, like the X Men. In a way, because yeah, it's it's yeah to me because it's, it's just it's crazy to think about, or it's interesting to think about the the difference our ability that our ability um, you know to the our. Our, 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 you know, our capability, or our, yeah, our capability for abstract thought, like what that, just changing or the difference in the way we used our minds to understand, to experience, or to understand our experiences, so to understand the other senses of, you know, the light hitting your your eyes and taste and sound and taking those and being able to take all those different things and then understand them at understand them as in different groups and then also understand to understand them as individual elements just the 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 ability and practice of doing that like what that has done for you know human uh this whole species because now instead of us being so instead of us only basically being products of our ancestors responses to uh you know selective competitive pressures and the environmental in the environment like you know uh, like if we're living in fucking the jungle and we have to like hunt for food and then like whoever okay whoever can climb trees the best they're gonna more likely to to live because they can get away from the ground dwelling things so then they live more live longer which means they reproduce more or at all which means their offspring you know they have their those DNA traits so then those traits get carried on so those kind of selective those are the uh, what I'm saying by the the selective pressures of the environment. So, but so instead of those pressure, so instead of the 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 environment shaping, yeah, or so instead of like our the uh, what am I trying to say? So instead of us our uh, so instead of yeah. I'll just get simple like that. So instead of our, the environment kind of shaping us, who we are and who our offspring are, we can now, because we understand, we're able to take, you know, those, look at something and be like, oh, I can use, that's a rock laying on the ground, but I can use that to do, some, to, to do something else. That Our ability to do that made it so that, you know the tool creation and also language which the coordination just like uh Dan Schmachtberg was saying then we're able to interact on like more complex levels and it builds on itself so now we're at the point where we've become and this is another point he makes is that we've 
become where we became apex predators in every environment because used to be you know what i mean like polar bears they're the apex predators of the fucking antarctic is that where they're at or, i don't know wherever the polar bears are they're the apex predators of there but you don't see them you know what i mean they don't come down uh south and start fucking up uh every, you know what i mean warmer climates it's like the things that make them they're able to survive uh well there they're not able to survive well in a different environment but as humans we we through tool you know we made uh tools which made gave us uh better you know teeth and claws than other predators and then when we started fucking throwing spears and especially when we started shooting arrows oof we started shooting arrows and we were fucking and and then also we uh so then we increased the range of our claws. So now we can like our claws can reach fucking hundreds of yards. And uh, what's the other part of that? Oh, oh clothing. Like so fire because you can live in colder climates and then clothing. So we basically create little microclimates. So we're able like. Yeah. So like the cl like first clothing was almost like the first spacesuits, you know, like because we can't right now we don't we're not able to live in space we need oxygen and you know, i mean we got to keep our body uh, at a certain temperature and whatnot but then so then we build spacesuits so we can go in space fuck we're going to other planets we're such uh, i'm getting ahead of myself so like the first clothing that like humans were wearing was it's almost like the space because it's like oh now we're able to with heavier clothing we're able to go into harsher environments more like colder environments and then so we make it so that these like little microclimates or is it a climate microclimate? Yeah, I guess my, yeah, microclimate uh, around ourselves so that we're able to go to other climates where we usually we're if we were just our naked bodies, we wouldn't survive. And then we now that we're able to exist there, then we have our tools and our coordination. We're able to then we become the dominant, the apex predator in that climate. So we've done that where we've we're the bucket where we've become the apex predator in every and uh ecos every environment that we know and, and we've <clears throat> surpassed it another point Daniel Schmachterberg makes is that we've now we've even surpassed being apex predators to the point where like we're we're like fucking we're world we have the capability to end entire species and we could d destroy our entire world even on an accident right now with this technology we have it could we could even do it not on purpose and uh, oh, like another point he made about like, so like, uh, what do you call them? Orcas. Apex predators. Fucking eat great whites. <laughs> they fucking like scissor, or, uh, scissor, razor open, great whites. Maybe I'll find some pictures of them. There was this thing because there was great white sharks disappearing around like, I think Cape Horn. And then a couple, somewhere in New England, I think. And then somebody caught it on video. So that the orcas, they come in. And they figured out that if they grab the uh, great white, they grab them because they, they can outmaneuver them and they co and they coordinate with each other. So they can coordinate with each other. Then they out they outmaneuver the, what do you call it, great white. They grab them by their fin and turn them upside down. Once they flip them upside down, I guess they, uh, it like paralyzes. They go, they go immobile. I don't know. Maybe it's it's like a equilibrium thing or something. So once they the the orcas figured out if once they flip the fucking uh, great white over, then the 
then they're just paralyzed. Then they just rape, like with their teeth. They just they said, and they said when they because they were finding the corpses, they thought it was like a like a poacher, like someone just grabbing the shark and then stealing the liver. So I guess it's like the fatty. It's like the uh, most delicate part of it because it has the most fat in there and you know energy or whatever. So and that's the orca's favorite part. So they just catch these bitches, turn them upside down, so they pass out, slit them open, take their <laughs> liver out, and then bounce. So they're just like serial killing these. Fucking, I don't know. It's like Fogwa. I don't know. But they're just like serial killing these fucking uh, uh, great white sharks and. Oh, but even so, even that like that's that's incredible. Just think about um, that itself. Because think about so because they were finding that, and I think they found that was like a specific pod of orcas that was doing it. And I don't remember if they found that they were teaching it to other ones too. But then I think they uh, narrowed it down to like a specific pod of orcas because there's like two of them. They have like the hump, the you know like. free willy you know when they go in captivity whatever their things flip flump over uh but anyway so so they they uh like narrowed it down or identify or attributed it to like a specific pod or two specific orcas but they're doing it like in new england and then the cape around the cape the cape horn or whatever of south africa and uh so yeah yeah so like they're doing that, like there's nothing in the fucking ocean that's gonna fuck with or, like they can't but even still so they can go and they're just they can wreck like if they organize and they're like we're gonna eat all the fish i mean they can only eat so many but what do we do as humans we we can change the entire fucking landscape we can turn uh swaths entire swaths of the ocean into fucking deserts just with our dragging those nets and even all this fucking oil that we're like drilling up that fucking just spills everywhere. Like we're just destroying. <laughs> and uh, thinking about, <clears throat> fuck, I'm gonna have to put it up because I don't know. Whenever the first, what was it, Sputnik? When the Russians, the Soviets sent up Sputnik. Whatever year that was, I don't know, 1958. What what was it? I'll put a thing up. Let's say, well, let's let's even, <laughs> let's even say if it. What year is it right now? 2020? Let's even say... <coughs> oh, I don't know. I think it was like... I'll look it up. Whatever it was. Let's, let's say if it was like 1950. Was that like 70-something years? So in the period of 70-something... Oh, so two things. Sputnik goes up. And then everybody... Start, we all start putting up satellites... There's zero, like, I mean, there's stuff that orbits the Earth or whatever, but for the most part, there's not. But now there's, like, a fucking ring of garbage spinning around our planet that we made. That it didn't, it didn't, it wouldn't have existed, and it didn't, it didn't exist, and it wouldn't have existed. Except we started shooting (laughs) metal garbage (laughs) up into the fucking or outside atmosphere, like into orbit around Earth. So it's just like, just an incre- like a trash field up there. Like the rings of, what is it, Jupiter or whatever? There's garbage rings of Earth. And then when we we invented plastic, or created plastic or whatever, right before, either right before or right during or right after World War 
one or two. Maybe one. I don't know. Maybe it was rubber tires. I don't know. Either way. So now we have tra- the trash island in fucking the ocean. It's mostly plastics because it, it doesn't. We made a substance that doesn't break down. Like even if all that metal shit in thousands of years or whatever, whenever it falls to the earth, if it doesn't burn up on reentry, like even metal shit laying in the ground, it's gonna break down. But plastic, it just fucking sits there. So, like, in this less than 100 years, we've surrounded our planet in metal garbage, and we've created fucking islands of plastic and, or, and all kinds of other garbage in the ocean. And we're also just fucking scraping all the fish out of the ocean, putting all, shooting up all the our uh, chlorofluorocarbons, whatever, fossil fuel shit. So, I guess, yeah, I'm getting to what I was saying of, no oh shit, right, I'm going to cut off here a sec. Uh, getting to where we, oh yeah, yeah, so we've gone past just, so we became apex predators in every climate, and then now we've surpassed that to the point where we're changing and even more than just changing our little environments that we live in, we are changing the entire planet. And now we're going, you know, we landed on the moon, if you believe it or not. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, we can get to space at the very least. I mean, it's, I don't know, that's a whole other thing. If people, people don't, when I was in high school, I saw this thing on, I can't remember, but uh, I was like, oh, shit, it was fake. But then... Like, looking back, is like, if they were to fake it, how would that never come out? Like, think all the those astronauts that they have to live their whole rest of their lives pretending that they went to the moon. You know what I mean? Like, you don't think any, there are no deathbed confessions. No one slipped to their girlfriend or whatever. Uh, and <laughs> to the their side chick. Side chick made me think of something. Maybe I'll talk. I wasn't. I wanted to talk about it. And another, anyways, uh, but anyways, yeah, yeah. So, and that just, just the astronauts. So all the astronauts that went to the moon, landed, came, or not all of them landed, but came, went up, came back and were part of that whole mission. So all of them for the rest of their lives have to lie to the entire country, go on TV, do all this stuff, which I guess, yeah, it's possible. Someone could do that. So each one of them all have to lie and each one of them has to never tell a single other person, no one in their family, no one just because they got drunk and fucking or whatever and just fucking spill the beans. Uh, is that racist? Spill the beans? I don't know. Is that one of those old things? I found out, what do they call it? Saying in country. It's talking about being an Indian country back in the day from, I didn't know that. I thought it just meant, oh, I'm in the country that I'm deployed to. <laughs> That's what I always thought it meant. But anyways, uh, so then, yeah, they never tell their parent or never tell anyone in their family. No, no one. So those number of, oh, fuck, I'm embarrassed. I don't know. However many, put it up, however many number of people that were in that mission, just uh, like specifically astronauts. So even them, like, there's at least four of them. It's like four people did not f- knew that it was fake 
and never told a single other person. <sighs> that's tough to believe. So then not only that, and that's that's I'm saying that's if only they knew or they're the only one. It would be impossible to 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 fake the entire thing without all this like the, you know, support staff and all those people because you have to like make up the fake studio and all that kind of shit and it's just way it's that would be the greatest kept secret it's it just by i I feel like by um i obviously i'm not a mathematician i don't know but i feel like just the what do you call it the the odds of the odds of any secret that four people know being kept by those four people no one else for however many years it's been let's see if and not as what are the odds of that being possible and that's that's only that that's only saying the the like the astronauts keeping a secret there's all the other people that fucking built their suits the people that fucking were there for the long all the fucking people pl- plotting out and then that's the other thing too so so then you're gonna say that they've got a whole crew of scientists and fucking nazi mathematicians and shit that are plotting this out knowing that they're not going to make it or are they doing real math so they're like oh yeah this is the real math and the people are just like oh cool yeah good just give us the math we like because we're going to make it no matter you know what i mean like there's there's just way too many holes too many chances for it to even come out by accident i feel you know what i mean so <clears throat> so yeah i said all that to say like when, when i was in high school i was like oh we faked it but now i'm like it just just on that alone just it, it would be impossible. That would be an impossible secret to keep. Uh, unless I drugged them and they thought they went to the moon. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, fuck, I, I got way off from. Oh, yeah. But I was saying, yeah. So we graduated from. We went from becoming apex predators in whatever environment we were in to equipping ourselves with. Uh, clothing tools and the coordination to invade other uh environment or yeah climates and become apex predators there as well to the point where it's like we're not we're we're beyond we're something else beyond we're fucking we're like we're fucking monsters we (laughs) we just crush and devour everything that we come in contact with it's pretty nuts uh Let's see where am I? Am I like one eighteen, one nineteen right now? Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's one of the other things I wanted. Uh, I need to work up. It's those nuts. But anyways, check out fucking Daniel Schmachtenberg. That at least that may I put a link or something. I don't know. Yeah, man, he hits deep in my brain wrinkles, or my brain. Uh. Yeah, I think there's some other stuff, but fuck it. Matt, now we're 20 right now. Good enough. I go, I go, I go. You know what? Maybe I think I'm going to do a, a Kohogan fights right after this. So I don't know if for those of you with sharp eyes, I, you tend, I don't I so far I haven't. I don't think I've worn the same. I try to wear something. I don't know. Different every uh every episode but 
I guess. So if I do end up making a Kohogan fights right after this one, I'm going to be wearing the same thing. But whatever. Whatever. <laughs> These are like a little Korean girls. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't even find that. It's funny. But anyways, uh, that is about it. Um, thank you very much. Um, fuck, I felt like there was one more thing. But nope. That's it. Sige. Like Tagalog with a Korean accent. Sige. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, welcome.